Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors Podcast. This is going to be part four, wrapping up a little series about the Joseph Project with our friend John Hansen. He's been with us the last few days, and and uh, just a quick recap as we're kind of bringing this to the, the final episode here today. Um, John, you really feel like you've been given uh, a message from the Lord to share with the church in this season. There is a season of abundance that is upon us right now, even though Things may, in some circles, feel a little tight for a lot of people. Um, it, there's actually still some great opportunity, and yet there's a day coming in the not-so-distant future that that's probably going to change significantly, and there's going to be a season of a major reset financially for many, many people around the world, and this is the time for God's people to be preparing. We've been talking the last few days uh, what that looks like specifically uh, as as it pertains to like depression resistant sources of income and some things to think about in terms of housing, some things to think about in terms of schooling and churching and all of that. Today, you've got a few more things to wrap us up. So bring it, man. What you got for us today? Yeah, it's, you know, it's the common things in life that we just don't think much about. Uh, water, like who wants to drink the tap water, depending on where you live, if you don't have a well, sometimes we do now, but we didn't for years. We rented. Well, we wouldn't drink that water. We did have a filter put in place, but that's a basic necessity. Food. I think we touched on this just in our last episode briefly. You know, the food supply. When you think about how many people are in the vicinity of a handful of grocery stores and the stock and the inventory that they have about how many people they could supply, um, that's not that much. Now you're thinking like, well, okay, so if we're thinking about a depression and there's loss of jobs or there's this crash, that doesn't mean that things uh, stop working. Well, not necessarily, but if you don't have a way to pay for things or everything got devalued so fast that what you did have isn't worth what it was before. And there's also that hyperinflation combination that's really difficult where prices just get ridiculously high. And then wow, the reset. It's more about the reset, the time it's going to take to figure that out. Like with COVID, how long did it take us to figure out what we were going to do as a country or as states? It took us a little while. Mm -hmm. This is way more complex than that. So the time frame that we're going to be talking about, you've got to be thinking about what things should I be prepared for, for my family? So if there are hiccups in any of the systems I typically rely on, food, water, um, Fuel, that's a big one. It's mm. fuel. How are you going to get from point A to point B? Now, I wasn't alive then, but the gas, the energy crisis during the 70s, people were lined up around the block waiting to just get a tank of gas. Um, I don't know the, the ripple effect that there's going to be for that, but that's something that you're also, how are you going to pay for it? If you did have the money, how would you pay for it? And what's their supply going to be? Uh, so fuel is one, transportation. That's a, that's a big concern. A lot of people have, and we talked about this in episode one, you know, about debt, just knocking out debt. Okay, so even if you do own your vehicle, which is great, absolutely own your vehicle. Uh, what about when it needs to be repaired? Mm -hmm. um, those are going to be some things you've got to think about. We did talk very briefly about churches and schools. This is what's very much on my heart, both churches and schools. Because I was a pastor in Southern Baptist circles for several years in Northern Kentucky. And uh, I had my own congregation for two years. 
I have a heart for, and I was bivocational for most of that two years. I have a heart for pastors. And our sole income was outside of when I became a full-time pastor was all from the church. So um, I thought it was better to go from bivocational to a full-time pastor, but I didn't realize then that I was totally dependent on the church for everything at that point where I lived, food, clothes, shelter, all that was mm-hmm. dependent upon the church. Well, if discretionary spending is going to go way down in this, this coming economic uh, reset, then if you're entirely dependent upon that, then that's not going to be good. That's going to be very difficult. Uh, church churches often have schools or schools on their own with Christian schools. So many parents love to send their kids uh, to private schools that are in line with their beliefs, but that's all dependent upon discretionary income, mm-hmm. discretionary spending. So what options are you going to have? Now you could, uh, a lot of families we do, we homeschool and we have a great relationship with our, our local private school. Uh, our children have played sports with them for years. So that could be an option. Uh, a lot of places did distance learning uh, during COVID. So we're familiar with that kind of a concept, uh, but still there's a cost to that. You still have to pay the teachers. Mm-hmm. And if you have a mortgage on the building and everything, if there's a mortgage on the church, let's go back to that. Not just the pastor, but the church. If there's a mortgage on the church, the church doesn't own the building. So there are concerns there, financially speaking, and you've got to consider all these ripple effects. We're talking about up to 25% unemployment globally. The, the ripple effect of that locally and regionally and nationally and internationally is significant. Mm-hmm. So consider all those areas. We didn't even talk about money, but I do know uh, Robert Kiyosaki, you and I have talked about him, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. uh, John, of, of uh, where he's talking about diversifying. Um, people who are wealthy are wise in that, where they do diversify their monies. So their money isn't only in cash ever. It isn't only in the stock market ever. So how do you diversify and kind of uh, in a way that cushions you against risk or significant loss? Because um, the things that are going to get hit the hardest in that crash are stock market and cash. Those are the two things that are going to devalue very quickly. So how do you and the place where you live? So equity in your home can be an asset, but just realize that's going to go down significantly. If you own it free and clear, doesn't matter. If you um, have diversified funds, you'll be good. It's just thinking through all of those aspects. And then if you're a business owner, kind of starting to think about for your team members, for all of those things in their life, because uh, that ripple effect there is really significant too. John, as, as we are kind of landing the plane on this little mini series this week, I, I want to ask you a question. Um because some people, I think, are drawn to this type of thinking, and they, you know, they get maybe a little bit energized about what it looks like. Like, for instance, I have, I have a dear friend that uh, I think if he if he never gets to see a zombie apocalypse, he's going to be very disappointed. Like he's looking forward to it with great anticipation. Um, but not everybody thinks that way. I'd say probably many people never even think about this stuff, and then when they start hearing just the the different thought exercises and planning that someone might put into this, it, it can very quickly become overwhelming and like, oh man, I don't even know where to begin. So you've obviously given yeah. time thinking about this and I I'm, I'm want you to maybe help think through with, with our pastors that are listening to this, 
you know, how would you go about starting to have these types of conversations with people in a way that's helpful, in a way that is truly, you know, preparing them to take action and yet not panic and not put all their hope in stuff and in, you know, gold and, and guns and all of that, but they're putting their hope in the Lord, but still having a head on their shoulders and using some common sense in the world in which we live to go, maybe there's some things I need to be doing and thinking about. Where where would you begin, someone even begin to kind of think through and talk about this with the people that they're responsible to lead and serve right now? Yeah, we. I, I know I shared this first before in one of our previous episodes, First uh, Timothy, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, yeah. love, and a sound mind. Well, the, the sound mind is the part and the love for each other. Um, I would first start with, take a look at the evidence for yourself. Um, it's public information. It's it's not hidden. Uh, we've shared the ITR Economics website. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki has been talking about it. And other people have been talking about it too. Yeah. So it's not like it's it's never been heard of before. ITR Economics might be new. That one I would, I would spend some time in simply because that's academic apolitical decades worth of studies i just think that makes sense um but you can't just go and say hey the world's going to end in six years so what are we going to do about that yes you've got to i would say approach the people within your uh within your church who are also entrepreneurial or business owners um if they've got any common sense and i don't mean that as a as an insult what i mean is if they've already been thinking along the lines of, we can't keep borrowing our way as a country and sustain that. It has to, it, it, it has to end somewhere. Right. So what did that look like? Well, now we have an idea of what that looks like and a time frame of when that could be. Then that helps us kind of backwards plan. All right. So you would, I would approach the ones who are entrepreneurial business owners, especially. They're the ones that are more likely to get it first. That would do the research on their own and think it through and say, that makes sense. So what can I be doing? Um, and then I wouldn't I wouldn't share anything without ideas first. Um, as a spiritual leader, you want to make sure that you're uh, not spreading fear, uh, but you're spreading. Um, you've already been talking to people within the church. Uh, you've been talking to other pastors the same way. So it's kind of adding validity and credibility. It's not just your own thinking. And then be praying a lot about that. Um, uh, I, you and I have talked about maybe looking at a community that's established specifically for this type of thing, where there can be discussions and brainstorming. Of people are like, I, we want to be prepared in a common sense way so that a strategy is kind of rolled out. What you're going to have to be prepared for, though, no matter how easily you do it, no matter how thoroughly you do it, there are still going to be people that just aren't going to get it. And that's okay. That's typical for anything that's a new idea. So you're really wanting to work with the ones who do. And then I would say one last thing. Your church and your school, how can you be using the property um, in a way to be supporting one another in some of these, what I would say, uh, everyday needs, uh, food, uh, vehicle repair what if you could be people within your organization and your church of any size should have these skills and abilities and that's something that they've been gifted with that they enjoy it's a way they can serve the body and help kind of get prepared for 
what they might also need to be doing down the road when they're going to be desperately needed. Um, So I would say it's kind of a, a combination of all of those. Yeah. Well, and just to kind of reach back and tie it into some biblical themes, again, this is this is called the Joseph Project because you're reaching back to Joseph Joseph of Genesis, you know, the story there where I'm sure there were people who, as he started having those conversations, probably called him crazy. We know when God told Noah to build the ark that there were plenty of people that probably did not understand and mocked right up to the very end until they were the ones yeah. pounding on the outside to get in and, and be saved. And so I, I think... I think a, a good word for leaders would be to really examine kind of the evidence, the common sense, the self-evident nature of this stuff and just say, is it is it my role in this season to be helping prepare and be a part of a solution instead of, you know, being fearful of what the those naysayers would would say or what they would think of me or what they would accuse me of, you know, to to just lean into that and say, listen, we're going to have some conversations and do with it what you will. But as for me and my house, we're going to be prepared for what we see coming. The, the storm clouds that seem to be forming on the horizon, we're going to get ready for that and take it seriously. So, um, yeah, I, this is a very fascinating thing, and, and I, I'm uh, grateful for the time that you've poured in. It's not every uh, guest that we bring back for a, a four-part little mini series, but I'm thankful for your time that, where you're just helping us think through some of this stuff. And, and I really pray that as a result of this, there will be some people that – uh, are taking heed of this and and applying some stuff in their world and you know that this will be used to to really bring life and prosperity where otherwise there would not have been so thank you john yeah yeah that's my that's my hope and prayer for this too is that it's a an opportunity for the kingdom to take back ground and i thank you for people's patience with my voice uh, it doesn't hurt it just sounds bad uh recovering from a cold and staying close to my family today to take care of them. So it's a different setting than what we did yesterday. Yeah, it's um, okay, thank man. Thank you for everyone's patience with that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, God bless, John. We're going to continue to cheer for you and support you as you're out there, uh, you know, trying to get people's eyes and ears on what uh, you're doing and what you're thinking through with this. So all the best to you, my friends. And to our listeners, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today. God bless. If there's anything that we can do to be of service to you, please don't hesitate to reach out to either myself or Les, john at entrepastors.com or Les, L-E-S, at entrepastors.com, and we will do our best to walk beside you and serve you in any way that we can. So God bless. We will see you on the podcast tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.